Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today, we are going to be previewing week six action in the NFL with our weekly segment of Buy or Sell. Going to be talking about some guys that I really like heading into this week and some guys that I really don't like heading into this week. If you want our full DFS lineups, if you're playing FanDuel and DraftKings, make sure to head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Now, remember, the advice in this episode can be used for season-long or daily fantasy. Uh, either way works, but either way, we're going to go through the whole week's action in about 20 minutes and give you some guys that I like and don't like for this week only. If you're playing college football daily fantasy, make sure to check out yesterday's episode where we previewed Saturday's early action in our Saturday DFS preview. That is in the podcast feed, and if you are like what you're listening to with this podcast, make sure you rate and subscribe. It really helps me out a lot. All right, let's get a quick word from our friends at Anchor, and then let's get into the action. The first quarterback that I am buying this week is Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, this one is very matchup and timing dependent. Uh, If you've been listening for a long time, you know that I'm not exactly high on Tom for season-long fantasy, but if he's on your roster, I think this is a good week to have him, and I think this is a good week to play him in daily fantasy as well because he's going up against the Pittsburgh defense, who, if you watched last week against Buffalo, looked absolutely dreadful. They gave up two deep passes to Gabe Davis. They gave up about 400 yards to Josh Allen. They just did not look like good defense at all that we're used to seeing out of Pittsburgh and this week they get to play Tom Brady and I think this is great timing for the Buccaneers their offense is really starting to open up now that everybody is back healthy and everybody's back playing you know we got Evans and Godwin back and Russell Gage is in the action as well and I just think that this Buccaneers offense is really starting to open up I think that it's a good matchup this week against Pittsburgh and I think that if you got Tom Brady use him this week and this is a great week to play him in daily fantasy Second quarterback that I'm buying is Geno Smith. So Geno Smith, after all the hoopla about the Russell Wilson trade and you know Drew Locke still being there in Seattle, Geno Smith has taken this starting job and he is holding on to it. He said three straight solid performances. If you've been playing him in fantasy, you've probably been winning your matchups off of Geno Smith. And I think that this hot streak is going to continue this week because I think that the Arizona defense is worse defensively than New Orleans and Atlanta. And one thing that I really like about Geno Smith is that all of his targets are really concentrated. He's pretty much only throwing to Metcalf and Lockett. So if you're building any DFS lineups this week with Geno Smith in them, it becomes really easy to stack DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in there. I like both of those guys this week as well. But for D, for Geno, I like the recent play, and I like the matchup against Arizona. I think that this is a real thing that's going to be here to stay. I think that Geno Smith is going to finish this season as a top 10 quarterback. First quarterback that is on the sell list is Lamar Jackson. So Lamar had an absolutely outstanding start to the season. He's a great quarterback. He's still in the MVP conversation, but he's had under 200 passing yards in back-to-back games. I think the Rashad Bateman injury is affecting this offense a little bit more than you know it kind of appears on the surface. And so that kind of takes away the big play ability from the passing game in this offense. And it's definitely shown the past two weeks as he didn't reach 200 passing yards. So I think that, you know, that kind of limits the upside for Lamar this week. I don't think they're going to be able to throw for a whole lot of yards. And so that kind of limits his upside. You're kind of dependent on him running and him scoring with his legs, which he certainly can do. But we like running as an addition. We don't like running as something that we're dependent on. So I just, I don't know. I, I just think this is a bad week to have Lamar Jackson. Obviously, if you have him in your season-long lineups, you're probably going to still play him because you probably don't have anybody better. But I just don't think this is a good Lamar Jackson week. I'm concerned about the health of the offense. I'm concerned about the matchup. And I'm concerned about the upside. 
that's pretty much it for the quarterbacks that I'm selling this week, y'all. It's kind of a, I don't know, quarterback's just kind of a very interesting position right now. If you have one of the big three, um, Allen, Mahomes, or Jalen Hurts, you're in really good shape. If you don't have one of those three, you know, you're probably lagging behind a little bit. Uh, I will say the one thing that a lot of people are saying this week that they're concerned about Justin Herbert going up against Denver, I am not. Um, I think that the Denver defense has been the beneficiary of seeing a lot of very good matchups for defenses. They haven't really played a whole lot of good quarterbacks. And so I think that Justin Herbert will be able to still have a usual Justin Herbert performance. Um, I know a lot of people out there are saying, you know, this is not a good Justin Herbert week. I think it's, he's, he's still all right, and I think that you can still play him this week against Denver. All right, so that covers the quarterback position. Let's go ahead and switch on over and talk about running backs. The first running back that is on the buy list is Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots. It is officially Steven season, y'all. I, I don't know. I'm trying to get that off the ground. I don't think that's really going to become a thing. But anyway, Ramondre Stevenson has three straight double-digit fantasy performances, and he's been doing it as a backup, and he only has one touchdown in that span. Three games, very solid performances, one touchdown in that span. Yes, you heard that right. So if he actually gets into the end zone, he's going to have like out just incredible numbers this week. Like he is going to be the featured back this week. Finally, Damian Harris is out with an injury. So there's going to be more touches for Andre Stevenson. And if he gets more touches in addition to what he's been doing, that's just going to mean more production. And the other thing that I really like this week for Andre Stevenson is that the Browns defense is very bad against running backs. They've given up 150 rushing yards in back-to-back games. And this week, since all the carries are going to be going to Stevenson, he's going to be the one that if he continues that streak, it'd be 150 yards all on him. I really like Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I'm not concerned about whoever the Patriots play at quarterback, whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Bailey Zappi. They're still going to be dedicated to running the football, and it's going to be Ramondre Stevenson that they're running it with this week. The second running back on the buy list is Brees Hall. So Brees Hall of the New York Jets, he's coming off his best performance of the season, and he now gets a matchup against Green Bay. I really like, for Brees Hall, both the trends in usage and the matchup. So the matchup against Green Bay, Green Bay just gave up 19 PPR points to Saquon Barkley and the Giants, you know, when they played in London last week. And I know what you're thinking, like, well, 19's not really a whole lot. Well, it kind of is when he only got 13 carries. It only took Saquon Barkley 13 carries to get 19 PPR points. So I think that Brees Hall is going to see more than 13 carries this week. I don't think that Green Bay is one of the better rush defenses in the league. And so I really like the matchup for Brees Hall. I also really like the trends in usage. Every week... Brees Hall sees more and more usage in this backfield, and Michael Carter sees less and less. My concern with Brees Hall for season long was the fact that Michael Carter was still there and Michael Carter was going to see touches. Well, guess what? Those numbers are all starting to favor Brees Hall now. So I think that if you got Brees Hall, it's a great week to use him. I think that it's a great week to use him in daily fantasy. I just am really all over Brees Hall this week. The last running back that is on the buy list is Travis Etienne. So very similar to Brees Hall and Michael Carter, is the story of James Robinson and Travis Etienne, except James Robinson started out the season absolutely on fire. He was one of the best running backs in fantasy through three weeks. But now all the usage, especially in the passing downs, is starting to trend towards Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne's snap share, carry share, and target share have increased every week this season. Now, interestingly enough, the Jaguars play the Colts this week. This is the first repeat game of the season. So this is the first game all year where a divisional opponent plays their same divisional opponent the second time. It's really early for that to be happening. 
So basically what that means for us is this. Jacksonville beat Indianapolis week two. Indianapolis, their coaches, they're not going to let Jacksonville do it the same way that they did week two. And the way that they did it week two was by pounding the rock with James Robinson, playing man coverage on the outside, and daring the Colts receivers to beat them in man-to-man. Jacksonville's going to have to mix up the game plan. And so I think that the way they can mix up the game plan this week is by getting Travis Etienne involved both in the run game and the pass game. I think this is a great week for Travis Etienne. I think we're going to start to see some upside with him as we progress through the rest of the season. And I think this is a great week to play him in daily fantasy. Now let's transition over to some running backs that I am selling. And it is two guys that you might not want to hear their name come up because they were probably your first round pick in a season long league. The first running back that I'm selling is Dalvin Cook. So it's a weird time to say that I'm selling Dalvin Cook because he's coming off his best game of the season, right? It was the most productive game of the season so far last week in week five. But here's what I'm concerned about. Alexander Madison's touches are going up every week. Alexander Madison who was previously considered just a handcuff handcuff to Dalvin Cook, is pretty much now a committee mate with Dalvin Cook. We're, we're not quite with a 50-50 split, but last week it was about 60-40 Dalvin Cook to Alexander Madison. So if Alexander Madison is getting more touches and that's eating into Dalvin's production, Dalvin Cook is no longer that first-round pick you drafted him to be, and that's something that I'm very concerned about going forward, and I'm very interested to track just how much usage Alexander Madison sees when Dalvin Cook is healthy. I think that this is trending in the direction of a committee, and so I'm out on Dalvin Cook until I can see that he is starting to get more snaps, more carries, significantly more than Alexander Madison. The second running back that is on the sell list is Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this is more of a Steelers offense in general situation than a Najee Harris situation, but the Steelers offense is just straight bad right now. Like they are going to struggle to score against anybody because of their quarterback play and because of their offensive line play. Like they're they're not great in run blocking. They're not great in pass blocking. Kenny Pickett, you know, I think he's going to end up being a good NFL quarterback, but he's not one right now. And so I think the Steelers offense is just going to struggle to score. In the two weeks that Kenny Pickett has been playing quarterback, he also hasn't been targeting Najee Harris in the passing game, which is very concerning. Last week, Najee, or last year, excuse me, Najee Harris was second among all running backs in receptions. So if you want a big total out of Najee Harris, it's going to have to come from getting receptions as well, and it's not happening with Kenny Pickett under center. So I am just out on Najee Harris. Like I said, he's your first-round pick in a season-long league, so you might not have anybody to replace him with, but I'm just out on him until further notice, until we can start seeing some signs of life from this Steelers offense, or it's looking like it's just going to be another 15-carry, 30-yard game out of Najee Harris. All right, let's switch on over to the wide receiver position. The first wide receiver that is on the buy list this week is Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, again, like Tom Brady, this is a guy that season long I have not been very high on, but I think this is a great Jamar Chase week. Jamar Chase excels in creating big plays. He's a very boom or bust wide receiver. Well, guess what? This week he gets the Saints, and the Saints defense has sneakily given up a lot of big plays. They've given up a pass play of 40-plus yards each of the last three games. And last in two of their last three games, they've given up three passes of 30 yards or more. So what that means is, is they're getting beat deep in this defensive backfield. Everybody likes to hype up Marshawn Lattimore as a shutdown corner, but guess what? He's still getting beat deep too. 
So I think that if the big plays continue for the Saints defense, they're going to be going through Jamar Chase. He is the Bengals' big play guy. And all it takes is one, one deep touchdown, and you got your value out of Jamar Chase for the week. And I think he is able to do that this week against that Saints defense. Second receiver that is on the buy list is Jacoby Myers. So this is another one that is, you know, kind of like I was talking about with Brees Hall earlier. It's matchup and usage. So the Browns' coverage on number one wideouts has been bad. In the last four weeks, here's two of the examples. They gave up 10 receptions for 134 yards for Mike Williams last week. And then in week two, they gave up eight receptions, 102 yards, and two touchdowns for Garrett Wilson. So the team's number one wide receiver has been eating against the Cleveland Browns. And Jacoby Myers is the Patriots' number one wide receiver. Myers has been commanding over a 30% target share this season, which is insane. And so, like I said about Ramondre Stevenson, whether it is Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, they're going to be throwing the ball to Jacoby Myers. And I think that this is a great week for Jacoby Myers. And he's going to continue to see those targets as he's going to continue to see big production. Third receiver on the buy list is Chris Olave of the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, disclaimer, he has to play for him to be on the buy list. He's still questionable with that concussion. But this is a stat profile that is really just really good for Chris Olave. He's currently top five in the NFL in air yards, which is if you took all the receivers' targets of balls, whether they caught or didn't catch it, how far was it at the moment where they would have caught the ball, right? And so we're not including yards after catch. He's top five in that stat in the NFL as a rookie. So he's getting a lot of targets, and there are a lot of deep targets. Now, obviously, Andy Dalton is not quite the deep ball thrower that Jameis Winston is, but last week he was still targeting Chris Olave, you know, pretty much the same rate, just not as deep. And Chris Olave had a productive fantasy game where he left in the third quarter. So if we got another quarter out of that Chris Olave game, we might be looking at him entirely differently this week. But I think that his stat profile is really good. I, you know, the matchup against the Bengals is just kind of an okay matchup, but I really like Chris Olave. I really think he's trending in the right direction. If you can trade for Chris Olave, do it this week because I think that he has a lot of upside for the rest of the season. Last running back on the buy list is going to be Alec Pierce of the Indianapolis Colts. So Alec Pierce is the rookie out of Cincinnati for the Colts, and he has out-targeted Michael Pittman Jr. in each of the last two games. Michael Pittman Jr. in the last two seasons has been a target monster. Like He's seen a lot of targets in that Colts offense, and Alec Pierce has out-targeted him two weeks in a row. I don't think that's a coincidence. Now, obviously, this offense isn't very good, so there's kind of limited upside, but a guy who's going to be getting a lot of targets is a guy we want to get in our lineups, right? So I just I like Alec Pierce's usage, and I also like the fact that he didn't play the first game against Jacksonville. This is their first time seeing him and Michael Pittman Jr. on the field. So I think that those two wide receivers might have a chance to do a little something-something this week against Jacksonville just because Jacksonville hasn't seen them play. Now, the first receiver on the sell list for this week is Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. So look, obviously, he had the massive performance last week, right? If you had him in your lineup last week, you probably won your league or won your matchup because of Gabe Davis. Well, here I am to tell you that, you know, that kind of was kind of a little bit of fool's gold because he's kind of still being inconsistent in his route participation. He's not on the field all the time. He's not getting a whole lot of targets. But what's happening is his targets are deep targets, and they're going for touchdowns. He only has 11 catches so far this season. That's crazy to me that somebody who has 11 catches is being talked about as being like a top 10 or top 15 wide receiver for this week. Now, another thing that I think 
you know, some people think this plays in his favor. I think it plays against them. Is he absolutely lit up Kansas City in the playoffs last year? You know, he had, I believe it was three touchdowns, about 200 yards. And so he'd have to repeat that performance, right? And I think that Kansas City, you know, they're a great coaching staff. They're a smart coaching staff. They're not going to let Gabriel Davis beat them again like he did in the playoffs. So I just, I don't know. I'm not seeing it this week with Gabe Davis. You know, I think that last week's performance was great, you know, but he's going to be a boom or bust guy. And I think that this week is more on the bust side than the boom side. Just, just my opinion. The second receiver on the sell list is Drake London of the Atlanta Falcons. So this one, I'm going to talk more about the 49ers pass defense here in just a second. But Drake London, uh, his his production lately has been on the downturn. Um, you know, the Falcons are starting to turn into more of a ground and pound ball control offense, and they have not targeted Drake London a whole lot. You know, both of those are going down their passing rate in general and his targets are going down, and I just, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a fan right now of Drake London. I'm going to have to see something like his early season production before I'm willing to put him back into my lineups. All right, so that covers it for the wide receiver position. Let's finish it off by talking about some tight ends, and then we'll roll on out. So the first tight end that finds its way onto the buy list this week is Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I know. It, it sounds crazy, right? Because Kyle Pitts has been absolutely awful so far this season. But hear me out. I got a few stats that if there's going to be a Kyle Pitts week, this has got to be the week. So the 49ers have only given up two touchdowns to wide receivers so far this season. So if they're getting beat in the passing game, it's because of tight ends and running backs. And that tracks with this next stat. The 49ers run zone coverage at the third highest rate in the league. Zone coverage is something that tends to lend itself to more catches for tight ends and more catches for running backs. Now, it also really plays in Kyle Pitts' favor because his production over his two years in the NFL has been better against zone than against man, which seems counterintuitive because he's such a freak athlete. It seems like he should be able to just beat anybody in man coverage, but he's been better against zone than man because in man, defense is given more attention. They give him you know, the team's number one or number two corner to shut, try to shut him down. Against zone, he's just kind of you know going against whoever is in his area. So Kyle Pitts has been better against zone. The 49ers run a lot of zone. And I think that if there's going to be a week where Kyle Pitts turns his season around, I think it is this week against the Niners. And if he doesn't, I'm going to be officially out on him, and I'm going to regret drafting him in a lot of leagues because it's just not looking good so far. Now the second tight end on the buy list is Evan Ingram. So Evan Ingram of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he has the second most targets on the team through five weeks. And I think that's a stat that's going to be here to stay. You know, he's kind of Trevor Lawrence's security blanket. They don't really have a great number two wide out after Christian Kirk. So I think that Ingram is going to continue to see targets. And he's kind of gotten unlucky with touchdowns so far. So if he finds his way into the end zone, that's even more of a bonus. And if you look at his last game against the Colts in week two, he had seven catches against the Colts in that game. So I talked about how the Jaguars, you know, kind of have to adjust. But in this case, the Colts might have to adjust and try to find a way to stop Evan Ingram because I think that he really hurt him last time and he has the chance to hurt him again. Now the sell list for tight ends this week, the only one that will be on here for me is Tyler Conklin of the New York Jets. Look, he was an early season revelation. He was absolutely dynamite at the tight end position through three and four weeks. But he's got 8.2 points total in two games since Zach Wilson returned to the lineup. So Zach Wilson is just not looking his way. I think it's that simple. The, the changing quarterback has changed Tyler Conklin's role, and I just don't think you can count on him week in, week out like you did at the start of the season. 
Yeah, tight end's kind of weird, y'all. There's not really going to be a whole lot of sell on the tight end on a week-in, week-out basis because right now we got two guys that are just dominating the position in Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. And if you don't have those two, you're going to kind of be in the same boat every week. Maybe you have like a Zach Ertz or a Dallas Goddard where they've been pretty consistently getting you in about the 7 to 12 points range and you're okay with that. But for the most part, the tight end position is really ugly. And you know, just try to find somebody to stream every week if you don't have one of those two guys or a guy like an Ertz or a Goddard. It's just, it's really been ugly so far this season. And if you drafted Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, it's really paying dividends because of how dominant they have been. All right, y'all. So that does it for the buy or sell list for week six in the NFL. Uh, make sure you stay tuned to the podcast tomorrow. We are going to be doing some more college football previews for daily fantasy action. Uh, and make sure that if you want our full lineups for Daily Fantasy, FanDuel, and DraftKings, make sure to head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, hope this podcast was able to help you make some start and sit decisions. Hope it was able to help you plug some guys into your DFS lineups as well. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and subscribe, and I will see you guys next time.